in a way that is very right. We spend a lot of time on the Christmas story talking and thinking, considering about Mary. This very probably young teenage girl, and one night an angel visited her and asked permission that God would use her body, that dark, intimate place in her called her womb, to bring the Christ child into the world. And she says, but how will this be possible? I've never been with a man. And with God, the angel says, all things are possible. We've got to assume that the pregnancy lasted nine months. They usually do. And maybe she had morning sickness, as many women do. And the last month, she couldn't bend down and put on her sandals because she couldn't see her feet. Jesus was born probably like many other babies in the midst of blood and mess and pain. No sterile delivery room. No obstetrical nurse. Just someone to help her. We spend a lot of time thinking about her, and very frankly, we should. Can I tell you for another, share with you for just a couple of minutes this morning? I think there's somebody we often forget in the Christmas story, again, who gets overlooked. And that's Joseph. So, guys, let me ask you to be honest for a moment. You're engaged to a lovely young girl, your parents are delighted, your business has gone well. And in a way that cuts across all the norms of our culture and no matter what everyone says that they're doing, you've never had sex with her. And that's not easy. Whether it's 2,000 years ago or today. It's a sacred moment and night that you've committed to keep for your wedding night. And then one evening, as she always does, she comes to your little home afterwards and your workman's shop is at the back and you go for a walk. And, and she's real quiet. And you say, is anything wrong? And she says, no. Doesn't sound right. And then later she says to you, I don't know how to tell you this, Joseph, but, but, but I'm going to have a baby. And there's silence. Joseph's face fills with unbelief. And he can hardly speak. And then he just kind of blurts it out. A baby? How did that happen? Sometimes men say the dumbest things. They really do. Are you sure? Her eyes fills with tears and she's unable to look at him. Can you imagine all the feelings that flood through his life at that time in his mind? There's anger. You feel betrayed. Revenge. Tell me who it is and I'll get him. Or shame. What will everyone say? And think, all my friends will talk behind my back. Do you expect me to believe that? Is that the best story that you can come up with? And so between the lines, you understand that Joseph storms off, angry, and just as an angel had come to tell Mary and explain things to her, so an angel comes to Joseph to help him understand what God is doing. You see, angels are used to explain to us mere humans what God is doing. Let me talk to the men and the guys for a few minutes this morning. Ladies, I'm not ignoring you. Let me talk to men. Try to understand the heart of Joseph. I think if we are honest, guys, most of us men find this spiritual stuff and talk about relationship with God. Interesting, six of the people baptized this morning were guys. I think that is harder for us as men than it is for women. I'm not sure why. 
But maybe just it's a lot to do with how we are wired, our maleness. In a general sense, women seem to find it easier to relate to a spiritual dimension of their lives than men do. As men, we think we've got to be in control. We're the ones who will be in charge. We're the ones who know how to fix things, or we think we do. We're the ones who are supposed to have all of the answers. And so when it comes to dealing with God and relating to God, who is so much bigger than we are, we are generally slower, more unwilling, more hesitant than most women are to let God work in our lives. I think men find it generally harder to be open to God. We find it harder to be vulnerable. We, are, we want to appear strong rather than weak. We want to appear in charge rather than helpless. And suddenly we find with God we are not in church. We don't have all the answers. In fact, we are helpless and we don't like that. You see, the journey that men have to take, the pilgrimage that we are on, is a different pilgrimage than it is for women. And one of the tight corners we have to get round as we journey with God in our maleness is to surrender our desire for control, our need to be in charge, our need to have all of the answers. So the Christmas story for men is about being open to what God wants to do in our lives. Even though we may not understand what's taking place. We are asking, like Mary, how is this possible? It's about being gentle rather than being tough. It's about being vulnerable rather than trying to feel that we got it all together. And so for all of us, our journey with God and our journey into spirituality starts when we give up these false images of what it means in our culture. And we allow God just to come and speak to us. You know, we may find actually it's more acceptable than preferable before God to be meek. Which is not the same as being weak. It's all right for us to give up control. And it's amazing what can happen when we will trust God and His plans. So you see, in the Christmas story, in different ways, both Mary and Joseph really need to discover the same thing in their lives. For a young girl... It's the willingness for God to use her body, her whole life. For Joseph, it's the willingness to allow God to control his life. And the courage to allow him to do it. When we are faced with mystery, and when we ask, how is this possible? The journey to Bethlehem and beyond is a spiritual pilgrimage worth taking at this Christmas time. Any time of the year. So think with me for a moment. Where are you in your pilgrimage with God? Your journey with God. Are you facing some obstacle, some obstruction, some difficulty, some thing, some impossibility? And like a Mary and a Joseph, you're saying to God, How can this be? How can this ever work out? Remember to them the word of the angel. Nothing is impossible with God.